Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I know what love is. I love you. You complete me. I may have never been kissed on Notting Hill, but I found a podcast you get the film. Maybe I'm clueless, but this is good as it gets. Paige, Mikey, and Todd serving the best of my best friend's wedding. Rom-coms, true love, and heavy petting. We'll be crying on the couch, but we're not forgetting. The most of these flicks are trash. We relive it again. All romance in the podcast. As you wish. I've been doing a lot of things. The thing is, I love you. It looks like love at first sight to me. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch Overboard. Overboard! And Paige, I, <laughs> listen, I think Kurt Russell's very attractive. And I honestly did not have any idea that his nipples had memory restorative properties. I just think that this movie is everything the 80s, like, can deliver. This is like a good Mikey movie. Like, if someone made a Mikey movie that was like... Real good That's Overboard It's very 80s It's very 80s I feel bad for thinking it's good Because it's so problematic Oh yes it's. But that's what I mean Like it's Everything the 80s had to offer As far as like Gender issues Like yes. Rich versus poor issues Like it's so much Of a mishmash Of like all those things Done in a horribly Problematic way But you know They come together To build a mini golf park And I'm on board for that <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of a field for some reason because the land was cheap Court. i think that's the part that bothered me the most ironically was really like, i was like this mini golf course is terrible no, so here, okay well we'll get to it when we talk about the mini golf course but i had had a similar idea for a mini golf course we'll get to it later on but it doesn't look good like it doesn't the field makes it look terrible they should have like little on coves. yeah oh no the, it's clearly just like built out of cardboard in the middle of a pasture and it's not a real golf course it's um but I would call that a failing of movie sets, not... <laughs> it's movie magic, Mikey. <laughs> um, I have a question. Is this the movie they fell in love with and got married on? Is this no, like, no, I have no. Were they married before this? They've never gotten married, but they were together before this. Yes. Okay. In fact, they had children already by the time they made this movie. Well, they had child. He was her children's stepfather. <laughs> yeah. They're still together. Yes. And I honestly feel like that's part of the only reason this movie works is because they have so much chemistry that you're just like, well, of course she's going to fall in love with him, even though if it was anybody else, you'd be like, no, this is horrifying, which I think is why the new one didn't work, which I, I haven't seen it. Oh, but. I saw it. It, it did not work. <laughs> I didn't see it either, but I did see the poster art for it. And I was like, neither of these two people are as attractive as Kurt Russell. I'm not watching this. <laughs> Accurate. This is Pete Kurt Russell. I do. Yes. Okay. Fair. I do think the level of fitness required of a male romantic lead is way, way easier in the 80s to achieve than it is now. <laughs> There is no six-pack abs. He's not super cut. Like, none of that. But look at, like, Ryan Reynolds in, like, a rom-com. Like Look at Chris Evans in What's Your Number. Oh, my and, God. And then come back and watch this and be like, oh, our expectations were very different. Oh, I know. But listen, if you were on board for Kurt Russell in the 80s, I've got what you're looking for. <laughs> if you want Ryan Reynolds or Chris Evans or the other one, Pine, it's not happening, lady. <laughs> 
Well, here's what I think is interesting because I do think he's in good shape. He's got arm muscles. He looks yeah. good. He goes to the gym. It's amazing. clear. I think this was buff for the 80s. Sure. Unless you were Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is your other option. This is like, if you're not Mr. Universe, you're this. Absolutely. And I'm here for it. But I will say... If you look at Escape from New York, which is like not far off from this, he's shredded in that. Yeah. So I think this is like residual. <laughs> this is leftover Snake Plissken. Like leftover <laughs> Snake Plissken. Yeah. Oh, I love it. This can't be the first time you guys have seen this movie. This is only the second time I've seen this movie. Oh, the wow. first time was earlier this year. Okay, so you missed this when you were a kid. I missed this too. This is the first time I saw it. Literally this morning, I got up from the bed where I was watching it, walked in here and started the Zoom call. And man, I've got thoughts. Mikey, have you seen it before? <laughs> Same. I saw I've not seen this before, I don't think. Oh my God. So we were wow. all little fresh babies. Yeah, I had heard about this movie. So yeah. I like knew it existed, knew about it. And then it was on TV Thanksgiving. And I like was like, oh, I'll sit and watch this. Got like halfway through and I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> and they cut stuff out of the TV version. Oh, I'm sure Let they did. Let me ask a question. Is this just a Richie Rich prequel where Richie Rich's dad, like his first divorce? Ooh, <laughs> I don't know because I actually don't think I ever saw Richie Rich. Oh, it's played by Goldie Hawn's husband. Yeah, the same guy. Oh, Grant Staten the third. He's yeah. so great He's in this, though. He's one of my favorite characters in this movie. Paige, he plays the same character in Richie Rich as Richie Rich's dad. That's amazing. <laughs> He's a great, terrible rich person. He is, yes. And so is she, honestly, because she's acting against type at that point, and she's killing it. Yeah, she's great. She does a great job in this movie. I think everyone sort of does. Even the kids, I think, do a good job. I have some notes about the kids later. They didn't know they were acting, and they thought Goldie Hawn was their new mom? <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of improv in this movie And one of them was improving more than the others oh, And they no. literally could not get him to say his lines Oh my god I can't yeah. wait for the fun facts But maybe we should get into the movie first Yeah, let's do it let's So, do it. Oh, by the way, as I started this movie My husband was going to bed Because I usually watch stuff after he, he goes to bed early Because he's up early Because he is a carpenter like Kurt Russell in this movie. Oh my God, Paige, you have a type. I do. Um, but so as he was going to bed, he just said, enjoy the male chauvinism, honey. I was like, I will. Thank you. That's amazing. So I did. Anyway, so we open on footage of yachts and jaunty credits. And yes. this yacht is enormous. Yeah, this yacht has escape boats. Like, not just like life rafts. They have propellered boats. Yeah. Like, on the side of it. I was like, what? This is a huge, huge dinghy. It's a massive yacht. <laughs> yeah. Of yacht. I like the butler character, but like only because like out of nowhere he has like this like really serious conversation with her, and they've literally not talked for the rest of the movie. He he has a Dan Levy level conversation with her yes. at the end of this movie, <laughs> and I'm here for it. Anyway, they park the yacht in what looks like kind of a backwater. It does yeah. not look like a place where you'd even be able to park a yacht. And we find out that later on that it's because they have engine trouble, essentially. We cut to Kurt Russell, who is chainsaw carving log bears with a chainsaw. <laughs> uh, and he gets a call to head out to Elk Cove, Oregon, where the yacht is currently docked. He's got a giant wooden toolbox thing, which like my husband has tons of tools, tons of toolboxes. 
I'm glad he wasn't working during the 80s if that was their option. And I don't think it was. I think they're like making him look more poor. Yes. If that makes sense. They definitely yeah. pour him up in this for sure. Yeah, because they're like, he's too hot for us to believe that people aren't just throwing money at him. <laughs> um, anyway, he gets called to the yacht, which is, the. by the way, the yacht is called the Immaculata, yes. which is a hilarious yacht name. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But meanwhile, back on the yacht, we get a, there's a lot of bad ADR in this movie. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. I did notice. They filmed in the 80s on a boat, and there's a lot of wind on the sea. Like, I'd imagine getting good sound is very difficult, even now. But also, there's a lot of, like, wide shot on something, and we're hearing somebody's voice, like, almost voiceover, but we never hear them complete the sentence or anything like that. Yeah. That's how I prefer my movies. <laughs> Hard to understand. Just like voices that float off and never finish. You're like, okay, next <laughs> next scene. Anyway, so as we're getting kind of almost like a tracking shot through the yacht, we're hearing Goldie Hawn basically say, I cannot sit in this cesspool by the sea with nothing to do. And we find out that while they're repairing the engines, she's going to remodel parts of the interior of the yacht. Yes. Um, and that's why she's called a carpenter, which is why... Uh, Kurt Russell shows up and the first person he meets is Grant, her husband, who just says, it's a very expensive gun and I have lots of them. And he like tells him that carpentry is his wife's department and then just stomps off. No other information, which is kind of a thing that rich people do in this movie is they don't answer anyone. They're just doing their own thing and they just constantly leave other people confused. It's really fun. <laughs> Uh, if by fun you mean accurate to what rich people are like in real life oh for sure yeah i thought it was great that when they were talking a little bit beforehand sort of that adr you were talking about mm -hmm. or the the vo you were talking about they're talking about you know she wants to redo the closet and he's like well call it call a carpenter i'm with my skeet and he's just yes. out there shooting towards the highway mm -hmm. towards the highway I mean, it's probably buckshot so you're probably not don't have to worry too much about it making it to the highway. But uh, he's not that far away. Like, he is peppering the sides of cars and trucks on that overpass. He also does not care. Could not <laughs> care less. <laughs> he doesn't even realize or care that there are other people where they're at. Like, no, he, I know. do not care. Don't you talk about Richie Rich's dad like that. <laughs> <laughs> now we know where Richie Rich's dad got all that money. He married well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she, uh, Goldie Hawn, comes down the stairs to meet the carpenter, and her clothes are amazing. Are they? Dude, it's 1987, and she's dressing like Michael Jackson in 1996. <laughs> it is. <laughs> she dresses like a carnival cruise entertainer. Yes. <laughs> like a showgirl. Yeah. 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 It's all swimsuits and coordinating accessories that match each swimsuit. And the thinnest sunglasses you've ever seen. But multiple kinds. Yeah. I would not have been at all surprised if in one shot she was wearing just Jordy LaForge's visor from Star Trek. Oh, we, we are almost. <laughs> th those silver ones that have like a weird side yes. flip. Almost there. It's insane. Almost there. But she leads with being a total asshole to him. And it's just like, yes, you're late. Do you have references? 
no, try not to touch anything. Andrew will keep an eye on you. Don't walk so close to me. She's just like <laughs> brutally mean. She yeah. treats him as subhuman, a hundred percent. She immediately clocks him as the help slash a servant. Yeah. That I am like Donald Trump, not gonna pay after they give me their goods or services. Mm -hmm. So I mean, why not just be an asshole to them? And that's what she is. Um, he did not build that closet with cedar. I mean, I get it, <laughs> My, Mikey. I knew. You'd be on the side of the rich person. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, first yeah, of all, yeah. she didn't ask for cedar. And second of all, he's right. There's not that many moths at sea. <laughs> but you gotta be careful. She only crosses the line when she throws him off at the boat with his tool. Absolutely not. She is a no, horrible no, nightmare no, person. No, Mikey. Long before that. You know how I know Mikey grew up with too much money? Uh, your wood paneling has to be cedar there. <laughs> It does not. Most wood paneling is not cedar. Most wood paneling is an amalgamation of a lot of different types of sawdust picked up off the floor, and it made my walls as a child, and for that, I am grateful. <laughs> but here's what I'll say. I think what they're trying to do here is make her so evil yes. that you're okay with what happens to her later which is wrong because yeah. no you shouldn't be no one should be okay with what happens to her later that's like that guy punched a homeless person but was murdered so oh well no loss like yeah. murder uh. murder's still wrong well and they also make her husband richie rich's dad do a bunch of like cheating on her and like just partying and all that stuff so you're like oh i guess it's okay that she's falling in love with somebody else you know or whatever I mean, he does leave her. Uh, yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll get to it, but... I mean, he... Okay, so he also tries to murder her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you mean at the end of the movie? But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. At the end of the movie, we'll get she to it. She doesn't have a lot of great choices by the end of the movie. Well, and, and I think that what the movie's trying to say is that she treated people so badly that those are the choices she was left with. Which again, no, <laughs> still not okay. <laughs> she can be horrible, and also the things that happen to her are still very wrong and will cause her to need a lot of therapy. Yeah, at the end of this movie, Detective Benson and Stabler should be interrogating <laughs> Kurt Russell's character. Absolutely. Yeah. If, I, like they should have been there the same day the superintendent or the principal from the school was there. Yes. Like, checking out the lay of the land, being like, not only should we call child services, but did you kidnap a woman? <laughs> what is happening? And then they would just look into his dreamy blue eyes and be like, never mind, we'll be on our way. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. It was so nice to meet you. Yeah. Anyway, so she's describing what she wants done in the closet. She needs a place for her shoes and her lingerie. And she's rambling on, and he kind of is a little dumbfounded because he's like, I was told this was an emergency. And she was just like, yeah. It is. <laughs> he's like, you just need somebody to do your closet. And she just says, is English your second language? <laughs> what is that odor? And she stomps away. Like, yeah. She's insane. The butler brings her caviar. She won't eat it. In fact, spits it out because she says it's not good caviar. It's $1.99 fish bait page. Yes. And she says that good caviar is round and hard and of adequate size and should <laughs> burst in your mouth. And as she's saying it at precisely the right time, yes, he has a tape measure extended. Yeah, I saw that. It's the perfect like cutaway sight gag for penis. It's amazing. I loved it. Then he withdraws it. So it goes back into its sheath. Yes. 
She tells him that he has exactly 48 hours and then tells Andrew to watch him. Andrew is her valet or, you know, her butler butler or whatever. Yeah. Um, we cut to he's working in the closet, but through the window in the bedroom, he can kind of see her out on the deck with Grant, her husband, and can hear everything that they say. And she's almost naked, it appears like through this section of the film. I mean, it's, it's she's a, just wearing like sw- like really tight, low-cut swimsuits. It's a thong. She wore yeah, a thong. It's high-cut swimsuits. It's a thong, and then it's got a flesh-colored panel. Oh, that's right, on the back. So it looks like she's more naked than she is. Yeah. So she and Grant, her husband, are literally just shit-talking Kurt Russell yeah. on the deck. But also sort of at each other's throats. Like, it's clear from Jump Street they don't love each other. Yeah, they dislike each other, I would say. Yeah. I, not even that they don't love each other. They hate each other. They really don't like each other. Yeah. And she's constantly, like, on the phone with her mom. And, like, it's she's trying to avoid him a lot of the time. Yeah. At this point, Kurt Russell's overhearing them basically argue that they're lucky he's even housebroken, which is a crazy thing to say. Yeah, because he's a person. He is a person. So he actually ends up laying down on the bed shirtless to take a break. Yeah. And he's eating and she walks in and this is where she kind of bends over because she is wearing a thong with that flesh colored panel. She looks pretty much almost naked but this is where he sees her birthmark yeah on her left cheek yeah kind of high up on the left cheek yeah uh and she literally after doing the whole bend over thing because i feel like controversial opinion i think there's a couple parts of these scenes where she's deliberately being provocative oh do you i do and the movie doesn't directly address it are you saying that she's dressing like she deserves to lose her memory? And no, <laughs> God, no, no, that's not what I mean. I mean that there are a couple, there are a couple moments where it seems like she might be attracted to him already. Paige, we all are. Like, duh. I know. Yeah, prime Kurt Russell is like universally attractive. I would say so. But like with the caviar, there, there's a lot of kind of weird sexual tension in their dislike of each other. Yes. I mean, when she was eating the caviar, it's clear what she was talking about. And he was showing her his length. So, <laughs> yeah, like 17 inches. <laughs> I mean, that tape measure was pretty far out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like a disability at that point. <laughs> he would be tripping over it the whole movie. You're right. So she lectures him about forks because he's eating with his hands, which is nuts. But it was a charcuterie plate. Yeah. It was definitely finger food. Yeah. She was like, it's forks that separate us from uh, apes. And he goes, it's actually thumbs. And she's yeah. like, what did you say? And he goes, nothing. It was my stomach. Yeah. Please <laughs> keep so your bodily funny. functions to a level where I can hear myself think. Yeah. She's ridiculous. <laughs> she's over the top, man. She is insane. I would have been more mad he was in my bed shirtless. Mikey, would you have? I wouldn't be. I know. I was like, I don't know that I would be. Yeah. Any repair maintenance man who like just gets into my bed without clothes on, problematic. <laughs> um, if my repair maintenance man looked like Kurt Russell. I'll allow it. I got some other things on my list for you to maintain. <laughs> oh my God. And he sweats out the whole movie, so you know he ruined the sheets. Like she can't afford new sheets. Ruin a few sheets. It's... <laughs> Mm, always victim blaming. <laughs> <laughs> 
Only you would see the rich people as the victim, Mikey. You rich bastard. <laughs> it smells of poor in here. Smells of poor. She doesn't go after him for being on the bed. Which I thought was bananas. I thought that was bonkers that she didn't yell at him about that. Unless she liked what she said. Yeah. Okay. I have no factual basis for this. She still gets kidnapped. It's still terrible. <laughs> anyway, he's literally been hearing them be see the most awful, awful things. Yeah. While he's finishing the closet, he finishes it up. She's on the deck having her nails painted, which is important. And Andrew, her butler, says, would you like me to put your jewelry back on you? And she says, no, I'm still tacky. She goes in to see the closet, and it's gorgeous. The, like, crank shoe rack, obsessed. Yeah, the Transformers closet is is insanely good. And, like, it's that so would be good. so hard to make. It would be. It, in, especially in 48 hours, he's a magician. He's, like, a master carpenter. So it makes the whole movie fall apart because he's like, I can't find work. Well, no, he just moved to that area. Like, I do sort of yeah. believe that he was just starting up his business and all that stuff. Like, I could sort of see how they were hard up for money. We don't ever find out why he just moved to the area. I think the last person he kidnapped got him in trouble and he had to move away and change his name. But <laughs> <laughs> we actually do. We actually do find out why they moved there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's in an offhand comment Billy makes later. Oh, I missed it. Oh. Yeah, where it's basically he and Billy went to high school together and he after his wife passed away, he'd had trouble finding work. And Billy thought this golf course thing was actually really going to take off and thought that he'd be the perfect guy for it. Yeah. So that is why they moved there. Fair enough. OK, but he's just starting up his business until they can get the mini putt putt off the ground. Yeah. So he presents her with this amazing closet and she's like, what's this made out of? And he's like, oak. Which also, she's been in and out of there the whole time he's been making it. Yes. So she had multiple opportunities to be like, I need this to be cedar. This, sh you know, this shouldn't be oak. And she's only mentioning it now that it's finished. Yeah. Paige, and maybe this is just me sort of buying into your theory. I think she's not ready for him to be done with his work. So she's creating more work for him to do. I think so too. I can't. I can't back that up. No factual basis in the movie. But yeah, you guys are projecting very she, hard <laughs> in this movie. She still fully gets kidnapped, and you know it's a horrible, horrible thing Kurt Russell does. But abandoned and kidnapped. Yes, and kidnapped. I would say she expected him to act the way everyone else acts around her, yes. which is to just do what she wants. Which would have meant that he would have been there longer and would have done the closet out of cedar. It would have been a whole thing. Right. But that's not who he is. No. So he basically is like, well, hey, if that's what you want, I could do that. But it's going to change the estimate because I'm going to have to get all new materials and essentially do the project twice. Again, yeah. It's going to cost you more than twice as much. Right. Which is reasonable when I'm done and you want me to start again. Right. right. Uh, and so she basically says, well, I'm not going to pay for your mistakes. So she's not going to pay him for the work he's already done. Yeah. And he throws everything he's overheard them saying on the deck back into her face. Yeah. And she is like, you were listening. And he's like, yeah, you were yelling on the deck deck what you were fuck? three feet from me how did i not hear you so goldie hawn fires him and he's like okay fine i'm out of your hair just pay me what you owe me yeah. for the closet you have and instead she has them start the engines on the boat 
and starts throwing his things overboard and he gets in her face. Yeah. And is like, you're so bored that you have to invent things to bitch about. I mean, this is so true, though. Like he calls it very accurately here. Absolutely. He goes to take his tool belt off and she freaks out like he's going to molest her. Or worse. Yeah, or worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little does she know it's foreshadowing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So problematic. Uh, but so she tosses him and his tools overboard and she calls over the side. I'm not bored. I'm quite happy. Everyone wants to be me. Yeah, she's the worst. But she throws... Like he loses all of his tools. Like he loses yeah. everything here. He loses everything. Uh, we cut back to him talking to his friend, basically like, I need a steady job. I don't have tools. And and he's like, well, if we can get this golf course deal, it'll be fine. And he's like, if I can hang on that long. Yeah. He's like, I don't even know if I can make it till we get that deal. Like best yeah. case scenario, I'm fucked. Right. We cut to Goldie Hawn's character sitting and talking with her mother on the phone basically recounting this encounter with Kurt Russell and her mom is like why do you care so much what this essentially servant said to you yeah that you fired and I think it's because what he said to her is true you know it's one of those things where you're just like am I bored like oh no (laughs) she chalks it up to I think I'm just about to have my period and her mom is like well then you should go to bed for two days (laughs) which is wouldn't we all love to? Don't women just hibernate during their period? I would love to. If, is that an option? Because I'll take that option. It is when you're yacht rich. Yeah, if you're yacht rich, apparently it is. Yes. Yeah, because I could just sit in bed, eat pizza, and watch Terminator and be perfectly happy. God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Doesn't it? So she says on the phone to her mom, Grant mentioned having a baby again. And her mom says, but if you have a baby, you won't be the baby anymore, which is a bonkers dynamic. Well, yes, it's a bonkers thing for your mom to say to you. Yeah. Right. Because then she's speaking from experience and you can tell she's jealous or mad or whatever. Like, yeah, it was uncomfortable. We're hearing about Grant mentioning having a baby. And what we find out later in the movie is that he's probably doing this to cement some money. For oh, himself. yes. Kurt Russell gets back to his house. Heavy quotation marks. Um, Because it is a shanty. And it is not great. It's bad. And as he's pulling up to the house, a woman runs out of the front door covered in toilet paper, (laughs) claiming that they were going to light, cover her in kerosene and light her on fire. Yeah. To which he responds, well, yeah, the twins are in an arson period. I've got two (laughs) fire extinguishers ready to go. I did love that so much because I was like, oh, I went through an arson phase. So like, yeah, I get that. And if I had a twin to yes and my arson phase, that house would have been on fire when he arrived home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we find out that this woman is the principal of the local school. Yeah. And they're getting ready to start school. And so she basically is like, where's your wife when all of this is going on? And he just drops the bomb of oh yeah she died three years ago yeah the reaction the principal gives is so astoundingly callous yes (laughs) because like (laughs) any normal person if you had like i'm a widower just like dumped on you in a conversation would immediately stop and be like i am so sorry i didn't know 
I do have to let you know that I'm kind of concerned. So can we talk about maybe some things that we can do to make this easier for you? Yeah. And also your children? Like, here is your CPS representative who will be checking in on you. Like that, that <laughs> yeah. is what should have happened. Yes. And yeah. And instead she's like, you're a bad father. <laughs> Gets in um, the car. But there will be no consequences for it. Callous public servants are realistic and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But as she's driving away, he's like, I can't keep a babysitter or a nanny. They drive everybody off, basically. And also, he doesn't have the money to hire somebody. He can't afford it. He's in over his head. Yeah. So we cut back to the yacht where Andrew the butler is listening to music in the kitchen with headphones. Yes. And upstairs... Joanna and Grant aren't having sex because allegedly she's constantly on her period. I love it. He was like, you can't have your period every week. <laughs> yeah. So she's constantly on her period, which I think is her being like, I don't want to have sex with you, but they're not communicating. No, they're not communicating. And I don't know if he's bad at sex because he does bang it out with a bunch of like young hot things later. But that doesn't mean he's good at sex, Paige. It means he's rich and he exploits those women. He's a terrible person. They might just not have a lot of chemistry. I think that's Mikey. Why do you take the rich people side every time? I also think Mikey's right. I don't think they have chemistry. (laughs) I'm just saying two people can be bad at sex with each other and then good at with other people with sex. That is true. You absolutely could be great at sex and just with someone else, the sparks aren't there. You know? Yeah. So they're not gonna have sex. Also, why not? Is that a reason not to have sex? Because you're on your period, only if you're an amateur. Thank you, Paige. You got to get your red wings, Todd. I'm the one saying that, Mikey. But, like, if she's not into it, obviously, no. If she's a headache or whatever. Like, those are the excuses that you go with. Like, that is just her putting it on him to not want to do it, right? I'll just do what I do, which is, like, your mouth isn't on in your period. <laughs> 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 I'm leaving that in, Mikey. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) There's there's also, I think, some weird cultural stigmas around it that are not as taboo today as they maybe were. That's probably fair. Yeah, I wasn't sexually active in 1987, so I don't know what. I was born in 1987. Exactly. (laughs) So, like, I don't know what was going on when when I was conceived. I don't even know what medical knowledge. I could have been like, that's when you have a baby the most. I'd be like, oh, what? I don't know what Um, they knew back then. Well, and, and, <laughs> but I mean, the one thing I will say is they're crazy rich, so I bet they have tons of towels and it should be fine. Yeah. Those sheets were already ruined from Kurt Russell's sweat. <laughs> Honestly, if Kurt Russell's pheromones were still on those sheets, she might have wanted to. <laughs> you can't see, but Paige is nodding her head vigorously right now. Uh, I'm not even looking at the Zoom call. I'm just closing my eyes to do this podcast. Just admit <laughs> the power of his raw magnetism. I love Kurt Russell. I just, this movie's not the best. Disney loved Kurt Russell so much it killed him. Like, I'd straight up fuck Snake Plissken. <laughs> That's staying it. <in. laughs> but this guy? No. this guy who is i will argue jesus (laughs) no no he's not not, my my jesus doesn't rape (laughs) all i'm saying is that the end kurt russell when he jumped in the water should have just landed and walked over to her he's a master carpenter he is bringing the wonders of the world to these people in this town (laughs) 
No. There no, is no, no way. No, <laughs> this no. is just occurring to me now, but there is no way for the rest of this movie I'm not going to see him as our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christo. That is uh, blasphemy, and it's a pity <laughs> that like your brand new all. house is going to be sh- you know, struck by lightning, and we warned you. But Yeah, you should have made that shit out of oak instead of cedar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why he's not Jesus, because he's not a good father. Is Jesus not a father to us all, Mikey? <laughs> he is um he is the all father. And I mean, while Kurt Russell might be a daddy to all of us, father's <laughs> a bit of a stretch. <laughs> oh all right, god. Right. Next scene. Oh my you god. You led me right to it, Mikey. Yeah, I know I did, but I'm, we're on the safe side. Uh, okay. Leave it to the Christians to deny Kurt Russell's divineness. Not this Kurt Russell. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay, let's settle it once and for all. What is the best Kurt Russell? Oh, 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 this is a good one. I think the thing, I honestly, like, I've seen almost all of his movies. I've never seen him better than he was in The Thing. I think The Thing is. There's no, like, real, like, sexy shots in The Thing because it's yeah, cold. Yeah, he's wearing too many clothes because it's Antarctica. But he's still sexy with that many layers on. Yeah, I know. A feat that Todd cannot pull off. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's sexy in the same way my husband is when he wears a, a nice coat. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. okay. McCready, McCready is definitely best Kurt Russell. No one is just like, we all have to die to save the world. As cool as he is in that movie. Like, <laughs> Bruce Willis wishes he was Kurt Russell. You know what I'm saying? That head of hair? Yeah, he's super jealous of our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Kurt Russell. That, that Kurt Russell still has. Kurt Russell right. still has a full-ass head of hair. Yeah. I forgot what movie we were talking about. What is happening right now? <laughs> overboard. We got distracted by Kurt Russell. Yeah, we got overboard on our Lord and Savior, Kurt Russell. Good. No. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, so uh, she left her ring on the deck. She's going to go up to get it. And Grant won't go get it for her because he's too busy watching to see who's in the top 10 yachts. Can I ask something really quick? Um, and this is mainly just for you, Paige, because Mikey is alone. When you're in bed with your husband and it's like you're about to go to sleep and you're like, hey, would you go get me like a soda or a water or whatever? Can you make us some popcorn? Does he always say yes to that? No. Oh, well, maybe it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it depends. I, uh, here's the thing. I would say... Uh, <laughs> Paige does not have an anxious attachment style. She has a secure attachment. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, in therapy, learned that I have a dis- demissive avoidant attachment style. <laughs> I would say about 90% of the time, yes. Yeah. So he he will get what I need. I mean, all, all I'm saying is Richie Rich's dad should fully just go get it. Yeah, probably. He's also still fully dressed, but they're yeah. both a little tipsy, which I think plays into it. That could be too, yeah. But I mean, he's just watching Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Like, he's not doing anything. But I mean, he's trying to see if he's in the top 10 yachts. Oh my God. Yeah. This son of a bitch. I hate him so much. And he's so good. Like, the actor who plays this plays it perfectly. I love it. So she gets her robe on and stumbles out to the deck. The captain is not really steering so much as just keeping the boat, like, straight. So the boat's kind of rocking. She stumbles. She calls for Andrew. He doesn't hear her. She tries to find her wedding ring and goes overboard yeah she does the title of the movie (laughs) yes she does yes they do it a bunch multiple people go overboard it's like a scientology reunion yeah at the end everyone goes overboard (laughs) yeah so she's screaming and grant turns up the volume on the tv so he can't 
hear her screams <laughs> and the yacht sails away. It's a bonkers response to your wife falling off of a boat. Well, she probably yells a lot, though. Yeah, I don't think he thought she was off the boat. I think he thought she was just yelling and was just like, again? Oh, God. Um, but here's my question. We do establish later that it's right around midnight and then she's picked up by a garbage barge not far, not long after that. But she'd probably die, right? Realistically, if somebody went overboard on a yacht in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere, you're full Natalie Wood at that point. Like, I would think more than likely she would die because that's the Pacific Northwest. So that water's real cold, too, right? Yeah. But she's in, she's in good shape. She's in the prime physical specimen of her life. She could paddle for a long time. She could float for a long time. So if the water wasn't too cold, she could possibly survive. Okay. But also, she had to, like, lose consciousness for the amnesia, though. Well, they also say she bumps her head when they pull her onto the garbage barge. Can you imagine, like, you? she survived all night, and then, like, the last thing she remembers is being hit in the head that she's getting pulled up on a garbage barge? <laughs> what I thought was interesting, and maybe I'm usurping one of your fun facts, Paige, because you may bring this up later, but on the boat when she fell off, both Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, they might have been lovers also, so this movie's a twofer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, allegedly, though, because we don't want to get sued by the family, A, of Natalie Wood or Robert Wagner, who is still a, a person of interest in her death. Yeah, it, it's still an open investigation. Yeah. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, of course. Of me yeah. uh, and my weird theories. But I can't not be sad about it every time I watch West Side Story. Yes. Now, Grant doesn't notice that she's gone until the morning right because he wakes up to the news <laughs> the most <laughs> laid-back news organization on planet earth i love this literal mom and pop news tv station their whole background is a like pin board it's like, like a cork board yeah, yeah it is <laughs> i'm talking more about the way they record they're like Apparently this woman lost her memory. She's kind of a total bitch, but if he recognizes her. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and it's his wife. He throws to his wife. And I can only imagine his son is holding the camera like on his wife. It's so funny. Like that is one of the most, I think, funny, understated moments in the movie. Very much. We've also got Hector Elizondo playing a Portuguese man for no reason. Okay. So when I saw him, I was like, oh, he's great. He can do much more. And he does go on to do much more. But then in the movie, he sort of explains how they rescued her and how she was sort of mean to them. And then he goes on to say, I only collect garbage for money. I'm actually a singer for fun. And he just starts singing yes. super loudly in so her face. Funny. It's so funny. It's very, very funny. Yeah. But that's when Grant wakes up to the news and they're interviewing Goldie Hawn's character and she doesn't remember her name. And the conversation that she has with the reporter passes the Bechdel test. No way. I can't believe this movie passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> that's I was shocked and astounded. And I was just like, this movie where a woman gets kidnapped and forced to do domestic slavery. Yeah. Which they fully recognize as domestic slavery. He even says, I have a slave. Passes the Bechdel <laughs> test. For those of you wondering, this is why the Bechdel test is not complete. You know, it's just one metric to look at when we're looking at diversity in movies. It's honestly the lowest bar. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie met the lowest bar and then also kidnapped Goldie Hawn and forced her into sleep. 
And then she fell in love with her captors. Somebody get Jamie Loftus. I want to talk to Jamie Loftus about this movie. So she's still mean as always. She kept her personality, yes. which is great. She tells the reporter that she has a horrible wig, which I find amazing. Okay, I, I need to interrupt this podcast. <laughs> There's a way to do this sort of movie without being super problematic. Nope. No, uh, let me let me set it up for you. Oh, Mikey. Okay. Kurt Russell and her do not meet before she loses her. Okay. And, uh, and she is just shown in scenes being mean to people and kind of bitchy. Loses her memory, washes up in this, like, poor town, and then this, like, family takes her in. Then the rich stuff comes into play. Mm. Now, it changes the concept a little bit, but it does remove a lot of the felonies. It does. <laughs> it reminds me of another movie similarly problematic that I have threatened to make you guys watch before, which is While You Were Sleeping. But there's no rape in While You Were Sleeping. Like, it's there's less problematic not. than this. Yeah, there there is rape in this movie <laughs> yeah which they're not gonna call it what it is and it's shot as a very loving sex scene however yeah my mouth was on the floor when they did that i was like are they having si no no this is not good anyway let's yeah. let's cover it when we get there <laughs> we cut to the hospital where grant shows up and they're like is this your wife and he's like I've never seen that woman in my life. Bye. <laughs> like he just sees her yelling at people and is like, no, did you hear what he yelled at the crew? Oh, that my wife has left me. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everybody like parties immediately. And yes. I'm like, yes. wow, that's amazing. Everyone's happy. She's gone. I love when you, you see him on the local news walking away from the hospital. He's literally like, get away from me. Don't show me that camera. I, they, I, they can't be footage of this. <laughs> I love that. But then we cut to her in the hospital where she's like, how do you not know what's wrong with me? I can't be in this semi-private room. <laughs> I love it. She yells at her roommate. She's like, you snore. And her roommate just sticks her tongue out at her. <laughs> so insane. I mean, they do give her a private room and she threatens to sue. She says, I don't know who I am, but I'm sure I have a lawyer. <laughs> we cut to the bowling alley where Kurt Russell is fixing the ball return, which to me suggests that he's not only a carpenter, he's like a handyman. I got the impression he takes like odd jobs. Like he is just yeah. roaming around Nazareth or wherever they are, fixing things for people and just trying to make the poor fo <laughs> like folks lives better. Are you pitching like a New Testament prequel yes. that goes yes. in between Guys. the old and new like new yes. testament rogue one yes 100 percent. the incredible jesus yes thank you that was the name yes mikey <laughs> you read my mind he's literally going town to town in his sandals just walking every episode he solves a new thing for a local person that just makes their life better it's it's like a combo of hercules in this old house no, it's a combination of Jesus and the Incredible Hulk <laughs> yeah, TV yeah, show yeah, yeah, from yeah. around this time period. You don't want to see Jesus when he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> you just flip a table and then repair it again. <laughs> <laughs> don't take him around a bank page. He'll get very triggered. <laughs> so Kurt Russell fixes the ball return and... The waitress comes by to tell him that his lunch is on the counter. He goes to sit at the counter and sees through the kitchen window where they like put plates up when they're done. Yeah. He sees that there's potato chips, asks if he can have some. So he leans through the window to grab potato chips and sees on the TV in the kitchen, the news report and tells his friend like, oh, that's the girl. Like that's the woman who ruined my tools yeah. and was mean to me. And he's basically like, I've got a plan to get my money back, which at first I thought he was going to hold her for ransom. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Which honestly, better plan. Uh, yeah. But instead, 
he goes to the hospital and pretends to be her husband. Yep. They And they literally ask him no question. I'm like, minimum amount of questions. No paperwork. No, no marriage certificate. Wait, are you telling me that just knowing someone has a birthmark on their left butt cheek is not verification that you are their husband it's not no. what i'm telling you is everyone at this hospital was so ready to get yep. rid of her yep. that they just pawn her <laughs> off on him but also the cop gives him her underwear and he says yeah i bought these for her at a garage sale <laughs> and it's very clear that the cop wants to keep them yes but he takes them anyway which is weird right back in the 80s there was more people giving each other underwear i think i've seen this happen a lot in 80s movies where like a girl will just hand a guy the underwear and i'm like you're just referring to 16 candles that's the only time that's this movie i mean guy and then like there's another underwear scene in this movie that gets and there's a lot of underwear in this movie and other movies name one other movie wild things he takes that girl's underwear in wild things oh okay that's weird right yeah panties are kind of gross they're by our butts (laughs) anyway the hospital basically gives her away He forces a kiss on her and they say he could be a stranger, but he seems to like you. (laughs) (laughs) He tells her a fake background story that her name is Annie Gooley from Goober, Idaho, and that they met at Hank's Donut World back when she was in the Navy. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, I don't know why it made me laugh so hard, but Kurt Russell being like, come on, you gotta know you were in the Navy. (laughs) (laughs) Lose my mind. Because they could have got her naval, naval records at that point. No, well, nobody nobody researches anything because she's I, mean. I mean, he mean. makes up a name for her, and they do not then try to verify that that person exists and that she is that person. Not well, at all. Healthcare isn't free, Todd. <laughs> not even after she sits down at that checkerboard and tells a man to eat his checkers. Oh, eat my God. Checkers. No, so that's the part that made me laugh the most <laughs> is when Kurt Russell is watching that man play checkers, and then the man just nonchalantly just eats one, and Kurt Russell's like, He's like, yeah, that, that makes sense. I've thought about doing that many times myself. Yeah, he just nods. I, I lost my shit at that scene. My favorite is when she like sits down at that table, basically scatters some of the checkers, and then when the guy eating the checkers is kind of like, huh? She just goes, eat your checkers. Yeah. <laughs> just the meanest. So hilarious. I love it. But so he doesn't have verification, but he tells them about the birthmark. She goes behind the TV and checks. And he basically is like, coming home. Like, this is enough. Great. Yep. And then he makes her ride in the back of the truck with the dogs in the front seat. Yeah. <laughs> So funny. He lets the dog sit up front. It's really cute. She's also in, in my notes, I have it as a garbage onesie, like a onesie from the garbage barge, but it's like their, their coveralls from the garbage barge, essentially. <laughs> and she's like, well, why was I out in the ocean? And he's like, well, you like to dive for oysters at night. <laughs> she's like, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> the things he makes up about her are my favorite yeah like <laughs> yes. like if the person he describes was real good lord it's it's like that lonely <laughs> island song dream girl is what they're describing in this movie <laughs> so they arrive at the house it is a disaster yeah this is what i think of as the seven brides for seven brothers part of the movie yes yeah. he pulls her by her rope belt <laughs> 
and is like hey we're still not unpacked and she's like you just moved here deliberately like what and he's like oh yeah the last place is a real dump and she's just like (laughs) i mean if this is a step up and the house is a good size only one bathroom though that was weird but it's not like a small small cramped space it's not a great house though yeah it's falling apart yeah it needs a lot of tlc yep so he shows her around the house. We find out that everything in the house slants down towards the bedroom, or as he calls it, the magic room. Yeah. He introduces their bedroom like every douche that was ever on Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> Not like me when I'm like, this is where the crying happens. <laughs> Here's where I'm alone with my feelings. Here's where I question my existence. Here's where I wonder if I will die alone. And here's where I just stand up and yell because I wonder why they made the movie Remember Me. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's, just, it's just a cork board with pictures of the towers and red string. <laughs> so as he's showing her around, all of the kids come crashing down the stairs and they are nightmare children. Y- yes. And she's like, these are not mine. I'm pretty sure I would remember if I had three kids. And he's like, four, duh. The kids, we find out, bought her dresses at Salvation Army, but they didn't choose any sizes, so none of them fit. Well, he didn't give them the size, and and he probably didn't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could have said she's a tiny lady. I mean, that's fair. I mean, she was a tiny lady. Either way, he tries to blame the kids, and it's fully not the kids' fault. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But what's funny is that so she's coming home to what is ostensibly her wardrobe and none of it fits, which is like biggest red flag, such a red flag. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the children. Cause I never learned the names of the children or anything, but I did like the one who only spoke in a Pee Wee Herman voice. And I was expecting a Pee Wee Herman cameo throughout this whole film. I have notes about the Pee Wee Herman child. Oh, um, later no, on. they couldn't oh. get him to stop doing it. Could they? <laughs> nodding her head we'll we'll, we'll talk about it later um anyways he tells her that the reason her dresses don't fit is because she lost a lot of weight and she used to be a hunchback yeah so she used to be shorter and fatter which i just want to say kurt russell married her back when she was short and fat yeah and as a person who was both short and fat it's just nice to know i would have had a chance honestly listen Paige, i think you still might (laughs) <laughs> probably not I don't, I don't think i do no fine. he's been with goldie hawn for 37 years or something crazy like that because i have i have my own store brand model at home that's, oh, that's true that you did marry a kurt russell yeah a newer yeah. version yeah that's fair yeah 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 that's why i am on the record saying that if <laughs> you ever leave jake or whatever happens i'm going after jake in a very <laughs> real way <laughs> be like can you wear this tank top and answer only to snake <laughs> here's an eye patch <laughs> yes because i want to do a captain ron cosplay <laughs> oh no no thank you which is the best kurt russell mm, we haven't even discussed big trouble in little china oh! <laughs> that's kurt russell that is a really great Kurt Russell, personally. The problem is, Paige, they're all really great Kurt Russells, and I it's know. just so hard to pick. It is. So she's talking to the kids. She doesn't know their names. They have a Playboy that they're reading from. One of them can only reads from Smut magazines. One of them she calls Roy, even though it's not his name. And then we have the kid that talks like Pee Wee Herman, and she just says, A, a falsetto, falsetto child? child? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a Pee Wee Herman voice. So 
word of the day is... (laughs) Cherry! But she then asks, do they have a problem with their glands? (laughs) (laughs) And they run off, crashing through the house. He calls after them. And then Travis, the oldest one, leans out and says, it's not us, Dad, it's Roy. Which is actually a really funny joke. It is, yeah. That just gets buried in this crazy scene. (laughs) (laughs) But also... We overhear them. They're trying to make me drink blood. It's your own <laughs> blood, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are a whole extra. I love it, though. The kids are great. I, maybe just because I grew up in a big family and I was, uh, I guess I, you would call me the falsetto child of that bunch because I was the youngest. <laughs> I would. <laughs> From a mental health perspective, I would say he acts out the most because he gets the least amount of attention. So. No, I would I would definitely center it on falsetto, and that's why you sing the darkness all the time. Touching you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Todd, we see you in the corner. You don't have to be singing as well. We, we know you're here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he tells her that, because she's like, oh my God, there's so many of them, and he's like, well, you always wanted six, so we could just keep trying. Yeah, and he, like, touches her stomach. He, he touches her stomach with his foot. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and Snake Plitzkin never misses. <laughs> that's why I think at the end of the movie, she's already pregnant with that little girl baby. I think so, too. (laughs) We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Stop it. Anyway, he tells her that they take after her mother. Uh, We just hope they don't grow up to be lushes, too. And she's like, my mother's a lush. And he's like, was, honey. Cirrhosis (laughs) of the liver. Oh, God. (laughs) She's like, and my father. And he's like, oh, he's still alive. He's got like two more years till parole. Basically, (laughs) like your dad's in prison. Uh, But then he tells her that the doctor says you should get back to your normal routine. So do what you normally do. And she's trying to make a chicken with the feet on, by the way, which you can do. But, like, that's not the norm. Usually you'd cook the feet separate if you're going to cook the feet at all. But she doesn't know what she's doing, which is clear here, right? That's what they're playing yeah. at. Yeah. Uh, they're also feeding the turtle chocolate milk. And he's like, that turtle's going to get sick again. <laughs> just like, that turtle's going to die. in this yeah. house? Uh, they're all playing the spoon nose game while she's just, like, tossing vegetables into a pot haphazardly. Yeah, which you don't want to eat what she's making. No. Also, to cook a chicken like that, it's going to take hours. Like, they're sitting at dinner to eat now. Yeah. Either way, it's just showcasing that she has no idea what she's doing. Yeah. And so she just ends up staring at the pot and is like, nothing's happening. And he just says, well, honey, you got to light the burner. And then he does this, like, fake away to the kids, like, she's nuts. (laughs) Which is... (laughs) So cruel, but also so funny. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be as funny as it is. <laughs> no. No, because we are making fun of a kidnapped woman. With a brain injury. <laughs> yes. With a brain injury. <laughs> oh, you mean like 50 first dates? Oh, I no. I have not seen that movie, but yeah. You, wait, you've I, never I seen that. 50 yeah. first dates? I have not. It's worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Okay. okay cool, I cool, only cool, pick cool, on cool. that because Paige was like, this is one of my favorite rock songs. I do really like it, even though it's bad. I also like this movie, <laughs> even though it's bad. Okay. Good what enough. is with you with brain injury porn? I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard the term brain injury porn, and I'm so glad I have. 
Guys, my stepsister got amnesia wearing a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) These are the thoughts you put in my head, Mikey. I blame you. Anyway, uh, she as she's lighting the burner, she burns herself, and the kids scatter. Yeah. Until two of them come back with fire extinguishers. The two that were mentioned before, and they like spray her down. It's so funny. And Kurt Russell just says, "Way to hustle, guys." Yeah. <laughs> he he leaves for the night, and she's like, "You're leaving me alone with them. When are you coming home?" And he says, "When I feel like it. Depends on how drunk I get." Which we will find out is not real, like that he is pranking her. But also, she's a kidnapped woman with a brain injury. Yeah. And he's acting like a bad husband. Like, it's it's so many things all at once. It's like all the bad things that can possibly happen in a movie that is also good. I Is it? I don't know. Uh, this movie to me is like a really good Anthony Jeselnik joke. Like, it's offensive. You don't want to laugh at it, but it's also hilarious. A.K.A. a good Jack Handy joke, but yes. <laughs> oh, that's a good Jack Handy joke. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's also fair. Jack Handy's amazing, but yeah, so it feels like that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've always been afraid of clowns. I don't really know why. I think it goes back to this time at the circus when a clown killed my father. <laughs> thank you jack handy uh but yes so we cut to him at the bowling alley with billy and he's like yeah she's a terrible cook but like she's a free slave yeah yeah free slave and he basically says for 25 bucks a day she can work off the money she owes me in about a month and he also says that she's got a nice body but she's too rich for his blood yeah but he's going to have some fun while she's around working. So he actually pours liquor on himself. He's not actually drunk. Yeah, he takes whiskey from Uncle Billy and he spills mm-hmm. it on himself. And then he goes home and it's really uncomfortable. It is. And I feel like this scene is super uncomfortable for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think the one thing that saves this for me is that we know he's not actually going to hurt her. Yeah. But she doesn't know that. Yes. And that's the problem because she is actually uncomfortable and he's playing on the fact that he knows that she will be uncomfortable. And yeah. that's where it makes me uncomfortable, especially because he's in his boxers <laughs> where you're like, <laughs> this is attractive, but I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, it was the 80s. Uh, so he comes home and he starts to kind of come on to her. And he's like, well, yeah, you know, just like the first time we did it in the parking lot of a 7-Eleven. Which is- <laughs> I thought it was so funny. And she kind of resists and he immediately backs off. Yeah. Because it was a prank the whole time. But again, she doesn't know that. Right. So for all she knows, she in danger, child. And so he makes her go sleep on the couch because the bed is too soft for her. <laughs> and on the couch, as she's falling asleep, she just says, I'm a short, fat slut. And she's just <laughs> confused. Yeah. Because she's been gaslit for a whole day. Yes. And has a brain injury. And has a brain injury. Now, as she's laying there, all of the dogs come in from the storm because this house has like as many dogs as children. 
There are two. There are two dogs. They might as well be seven. <laughs> but the, the dogs are all over the couch. She finally gets the dog off. But as the dogs are running over her, she just says, my body. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then the roof starts leaking. So she ends up falling asleep holding pots to catch the leaks. She's not sleeping. Right. That's like water torture. Yes, it's like a like a POW <laughs> camp. Like yes. she is woof, it is bad. And I know we joked about CPS, but like this house is may not be up to code for children to live in. Yeah, I don't know. No, so. it's not. That's probably why he got it for a steal, because he was like, I could fix it up, but then he does no work to fix it up. Well, and we find out <laughs> later it's because he's crazy busy, but that's gonna be much later in the movie that we find it out. Yeah, but he wakes her up by, like, sticking his hands in the water pots that she's been catching the rain in and then flicking it in her face. Well, and he wakes her from a dream where she was at a fancy tuxedo New Year's Eve party. That's right, yes. And it's funny because the rain's coming in on those pots, right? And right. then all the confetti's, like, coming in on her face, and she's, like, blah, 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 like blowing it out of her mouth and stuff. It's so funny. Yeah. I love that part. So she wakes up, and he says, you got to fix the kids' lunches before they go to school. And she says, I don't care if they go to school. <laughs> and he says, well, okay, they can just stay home with you then. So she gets up and makes some sandwiches, but it's like peanut butter and mayonnaise and oh, jelly. Oh, I almost gagged Ugh. when I saw that. That shit looks so gross. Now, I'm going to say a controversial thing. Oh, no. Peanut butter and mayo can be good together. Oh, that's a level of white that I do not aspire to. <laughs> peanut butter, banana, mayo. No, I'm no. not going to. That sounds terrible. Close-minded bigots is basically what I... <laughs> Have fun dying at 40 of a heart attack from that. Oh, I'm already well aware. <laughs> <laughs> the sandwiches are the least of my problems. Anyway, she's still calling Travis Roy, which is really funny. Yeah. And then she just calls the twins twin. And to be honest, I know they introduced him, them to us. I don't remember their names. I don't remember any of the names. I remember Travis and Joe. But I couldn't tell you which one was which. Uh, as he's leaving the house, he says, I figured you'd forget, so I made it for you. It's a list of daily chores. As he walks off to the truck, he's singing to himself, like essentially to the tune of Zippity Doodah. Yeah. My oh my, I've got a wonderful slave, which is offensive on many levels. Yes. Because it's Zippity Doodah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which is associated typically correct me if i'm wrong that's song of the south yeah the disney movie that they'll never release again because it's extremely racist yeah yeah so to to sing about slaves to the tune of zippity doodah not great but i think it probably just came out at this point i don't know no zippity song of the south came out in 46 yeah forever 46 i thought yeah. it was in color it is i don't know time <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah, that does not surprise me. Uh, but then also, he's he understands that what he's doing to her is wrong and is still happy about it. Yes. Well, he's getting his six hundred about his six hundred dollars back in labor, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so she starts doing the chores. There's a turtle in the sink, and she says to herself, "I'm living in a nightmare that starts at the crack of dawn," which yeah. is poor thing. She feeds the dogs. She gets rid of the cobwebs. She chips the ice out of the freezer. She vacuums the cereal off the table. Ugh. She takes the kids shopping. She makes dinner. She folds it up in the tablecloth and then just washes all of it in the sink. <laughs> With a hose. They like don't have a faucet. Yeah. Uh, she does the laundry. 
but they have an old-fashioned washer and dryer, which is madness. She ends up hitting it with an axe, which is great. Well, and also they have like this thing that like squeezes the laundry, I guess. That's like the maybe, dryer. Yeah. So like, and, and then one of her layers gets stuck in it, so she has to take off that top layer as she's like, it's yes. getting sucked through the dryer. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she chainsaws the head off their scarecrow. It was a good montage. It was, yeah. Uh, But the kids come home and she is catatonic. Uh, They try to snap her out of it by throwing grapes at her. And then Kurt Russell comes home and he's like, I'll fix it and dumps her in a rain barrel. That was insane. (laughs) Maybe maybe not quite as insane as when he's like, this is our life. And then she tries to go back under. Yeah. um, But she says to him, I can't do any of these things. I don't belong here. And I wouldn't want to belong here. My children are the spawn of hell and you are the devil (laughs) because she is a woman who has been kidnapped and forced into slavery and her captors are trying to brainwash her. Yes. She snaps out of it. She starts doing the dishes and then she bursts back into the living room going through all of their drawers and she basically says i'm looking for photos of them together memorabilia yeah yeah something that'll strike my memory of us being together and this being our life and he tries to claim that they lost all the stuff in the move but as he does he stands next to the closet and kind of plays with his shirt the same way he did in her closet on the yacht yeah this is where she starts to get some of her memory back right and she says the closet the closet and you and he says this is me and i'm standing in front of the closet and she says something's familiar and he says yeah we used to do it in the closet (laughs) (laughs) but he says that she should take a bath and he has the children get the turtle out of the bathtub yeah i feel like this turtle doesn't have a terrarium it doesn't it's just loose it is a loose turtle Uh, the turtle is actually named lucy it's in the credits as lucy Oh. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm clearly joking, Paige. Okay. Actually, it was a Michelangelo. He's a real prankster. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Loves pizza. Who doesn't? And karate. Trains with rats. Uh, so <laughs> that night, he sneaks out of the house with an envelope that has her panties inside, but more importantly, has the pictures from the hospital. Yeah. Billy, who is sleeping with the waitress in the bowling alley, shows up at the window because he pulls up outside Billy's house and he's like, I need you to make photo like to fake photos of us together using these photos. And my first thought was it's how to lose a guy in 10 days Photoshop. Yes. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's Kate Hudson. Yes. (laughs) This is a tradition in their family. (laughs) (laughs) Except that these photos look a lot better. They do surprisingly (laughs) look better. Yeah. Her (laughs) uncle Billy is much better at it than Kate Hudson is. Yes. Um, But so he brings the photos back to her and and she looks upset at all of them because they're like her mug. Yeah. They were her. Do you know who this lady is? Photos. Right. She was like, why do I look so upset? And he was like, oh, your dad showed up and got to a huge. I forgot his story. (laughs) It was really funny. Yeah. Uh, But she basically says, wasn't I ever happy? And he's like, of course you're happy. It's just way beyond gaslighting at this point. Like, this is flat out lying. It's bad. Cut to the yacht where Grant is in Los Angeles partying it up. Andrew answers the phone and it's uh, Joanna uh, Goldie Hawn's mother. And Andrew lies for her. And says that she and Grant are out shopping. Yes. We cut back to the house where she's giving Kurt Russell a foot massage while Billy watches in the creepiest way. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. I was like, this guy is super into it. Yeah, he's like Paige in his tastes. 
In what way? He likes Kurt Russell? No, amnesia porn. Oh, boo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just these two movies. <laughs> These two very specific movies. It happened to him in real life, and he just couldn't handle it. <laughs> Dear Penthouse. I never thought it would happen to me. <laughs> I do love Kurt Russell's explanation is, oh, yeah, you used to date him in high school. Wait, you don't still have feelings for him, do you? <laughs> like, turns it back around on her. It's so it's evil. Oof. But as it's going on, we see that the kids are kind of plotting something. So she goes to bring Billy another beer and they demand a dessert. She has chocolate cream pie. So she goes into the kitchen to try and serve the chocolate cream pie. But the twins have put glue on the bottom of the plates. Oh, it's so funny. So they stick to her hands. Yeah. She bangs those plates against a bunch of stuff and they don't break. And it's because they're Corel. You can actually tell from the pattern. Oh, yeah. So they're oh. melamine. Yeah. They're not stoneware. So at this point, I was like, this is like the kids in the beginning of the lucky one. They're torturing someone with mental illness. <laughs> like she has an injury. She is yeah. not doing well. And they are pushing her to the brink. Yes. Um, but so she finally fights back. I like that she swings on these kids with the plates. Me too. Well, and then she she legit hoses them all down. I, I really like that she like sort of is like, all right, if this is my life, I'm going to fight back a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is where we get really bad ADR before they go play hide and seek in the forest of like Kurt Russell being like, all right, I'm going off to work. See, so you, you know, whatever, like some crazy, I just in my notes was like, this is the worst ADR I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It's clearly something they recorded after. Cause the scenes didn't make sense. <laughs> so she and the kids play hide and seek in the forest. Uh, and the next day she gets everyone up and threatens to squirt all of them. And there's just a little aside where Travis just says, that damn turtle stole my headband. And we never hear anything about it again. But it made me laugh so hard. I was just like, what is he talking about? Paige, it was a orange headband. And that's yes. when he becomes Michelangelo. Michelangelo. He left. Yeah. And then found a uh, splinter, and that's how we learned the way. Yeah. Is a party, dude. Teenage mutant ninja kidnapping. Uh, so, <laughs> Kurt Russell in a half shirt, super sexy. Yes, here for it. I crawl into a sewer for that. <laughs> oh God. God! I think I know what Pennywise form will take for you. <laughs> <laughs> we all float down here, babe. You used to float in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Uh, so she goes to school where for a second I was like, how are they all in the same class? But then it's the placement exams. Yeah. And it's that same principal lady who's like, they have deficient parental guidance and they were pretending to be sick. And their father isn't concerned about their welfare, but he's also a large child. And it's at this point that Goldie Hawn notices that they all have head to toe poison oak and are in yeah. need of actual medical assistant. And she goes full Karen. She <laughs> yeah. harnesses all the wrath of her rich lady meanness and just unleashes it on this lady. And yes. it's great it is great and kurt russell like overhears it all yeah from the um criticism from the principal to goldie Hawn standing up for the kids like all of it yep we cut back to the house where she's helping them treat their poison oak and we find out that little joe can't read and that the teacher makes fun of him for not being able to read yeah which is brutal like as a teacher no not okay 
It is not okay. You're right. No. I mean, but if he did use that Pee Wee Herman voice all the time. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't do uh, Pee Wee. Uh, uh. Uh, we cut back to the house where, or downstairs in the house, where Kurt Russell's going out again. Yeah. And Goldie Hawn is like, not tonight. We have to talk. And he's and he's like, no. And she's like, no, we got to talk now. Yeah. First of all, stop calling me Sugar Lips. I have a name and it's Annie. And you can't just leave when things get complicated. So essentially, she's demanding that he be an equal partner in the relationship. Yeah. Rightfully so. Yeah. If they had a real relationship and not a whole, you know, and Yeah, if he wasn't her captor. Yeah, I get it. If, <laughs> if she wasn't a woman with a brain injury who has been kidnapped and he is really brainwashing her and she has full-blown Stockholm syndrome. If all of that wasn't true, then this would actually be a good example of talking about equitability in a relationship. Yes. Uh, she also tells him, because he's like, hey, I'm their pal. And she says they have enough pals. They need a father. Yeah. And he tries to tell her that it's none of her business. And she says, my children are none of my business. And she's kind of confused. So he just leaves. He's like, great. Now I'm late. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he comes home after, and the fridge is fully stocked and organized. The whole kitchen is clean. It's actually really nice. And he goes to find her on the couch to thank her, and she just says, Don't look at me. Don't look at me. And he kind of pulls the pillow off of her, and she also has poison oak. Yeah. And he says, No one cares what you look like. Normally, you look really pretty. You just don't right now. <laughs> And then she also gets very sad that she lost her wedding ring at sea. Yeah. Which is kind of sad that like, cause like she doesn't realize that a it's back on the boat and B that she doesn't have one for him. So like, yeah, but so he carries her to bed and actually takes care of her, but also she's still a kidnapping victim and he's her captor. <laughs> it's bad. She asks him to tell her something good about her past and he tells her a fake story about how she saved somebody at Burger Boy from choking on a fry and became the Burger Boy employee of the month. And I was really <laughs> proud of you that day. <laughs> and he That's even so says, I mean it. I mean it. And she says, you can be oh. quite charming when you want to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so we cut to they're having a barbecue and playing volleyball in the backyard where everyone seems to be getting along. She's yeah. asking Billy questions about kind of like when they used to date. Yes, yeah, literally. She goes, yeah, when did we start dating? And then, <laughs> and then Kurt Russell hits Uncle Billy in the head with the volleyball and says, let's eat. Yeah. <laughs> like just trying to change the subject. And she overhears them talking about their ideas for a mini golf course. And Billy's idea is terrible to model Sink it after and drink them. Yeah, like model it after different kinds of breweries. And she suggests a like seven wonders of the world themed golf course, which leaves 11 holes left. It does. So here, <laughs> hear my idea out. Okay. I as a as a joke, I used to do it as a bit. I don't do it anymore. But I I pitched the idea of a Olympic mini golf where your host country has to build a mini golf course of all of their national monuments and places of interest. And then you have to play through it. I like that. So every every four years, it's a different one. And then it would stay in that country or whatever. 
forever. But yeah, mini golf would have to be an Olympic sport at that point. But I think that'd be really cool and maybe people should do it. But anyway, I'm with you, Paige. Anyway, so as she's telling them about all of the different parts of this golf course, she ends up speaking French naturally. And she says, I must have learned that when I was in Paris. When was I in Paris? And Kurt Russell's like, in the Navy. Duh. 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 Um, but so this is where they get the idea of the seven wonders of the world golf course. And he asks if she'll draw him pictures of the stuff that she's talking about. Uh, this is also where we hear that Travis found a girlfriend and his younger brother is like, don't <laughs> knock her up. Travis yeah. is 13. In some place in the country, they start young. Still good advice. When I was in the seventh grade, an eighth grader got pregnant. Oh God. Yeah. She had amnesia page. <laughs> They all ride back to the house. The kids are in the back of the truck now. She's in the front. And she spends a bunch of time drawing all these pictures of the wonders of the world. And he says that he has to go out. He tells her he's going bowling. But then one of the kids points out that he left his bowling ball at home. Yeah. So she takes it with her and goes to the bowling alley. And he's not there. And as she's driving back home, she sees him working a second job to support the family all night. Yeah at a fertilizer and fish guts factory. It's just like a, it's a smell bad factory. Yes. <laughs> From Acme Industries. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to smell like shit? Come work for us. Yeah. So the very next day, he's going to pitch their idea for the golf course. So they use her drawings at dinner and, and he comes home and it turns out they got the money. Yep. So they're going to build this huge project. They got paid for it. They go shopping the next day. They start construction on the golf course. Uh, she watches one of the twins' inventions, which is when the toilet flushes, the blinds go up. Yeah, whatever, man. Although we do see one of his subtle inventions earlier, and that's when yes. she opens the door to wake them up. His blanket gets lifted off of him by every four corner. It's so <laughs> yes. cool. It's very Swiss Family Robinson-style invention. Very much. And at this point, Kurt Russell is like, I have to tell Annie the truth. It was okay in the beginning, but now it feels like lies. And I'm like, eh. it was always lies. It was lies this whole time. Yeah. yeah. The morality here, not so great. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's teaching little Joe to read. And he's like, are you going to leave? And she says, no, I'm your mommy. And he says, sometimes moms leave. And she says, I'm not going to go anywhere. And he makes her a macaroni necklace, which... My mom kept macaroni necklaces that my sister and I made and wears them every Mother's Day. Oh, that's Aww. super sweet. Yeah. So the the macaroni necklace later in the movie when she puts it back on made me like sob. But <laughs> oh, no. I think you mean the metaphorical chains of her imprisonment. Yeah, I do. Uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell comes home and the other kids are like, I got a part in the play. I got an A in English. I'm flunking math. <laughs> a great rule of threes joke yes <laughs> and he decides that he's gonna tell her the truth and so he kind of pulls her aside and he's like i've done something i'm ashamed of and she says i already know because she thinks it's the second job right and she says you don't have to be ashamed i'm proud of you no matter what and he's like i i forgot your birthday because he's just like what do i what do I say now? Uh, and she says, it's my birthday. So they go out dancing. Yeah. Uh, they're drinking champagne outside. He tells her the legend of a fisherman and the three honks, Arturo and Katarina, I think is yes. her name. And they end up dancing. And she says, how old am I? And he 
lies and says 29. <laughs> I think this is the first time in the movie that she understands that he's lying. I think so, too. Yeah. But they kiss and then they we cut back to the house where they have sex on the bed, on the floor, then back on the bed again. Yep. It's a, a whole night fuck fest up in and here. And you say sex, but it's rape. <sighs> it's rape. Yeah. She doesn't know who she is or who he is and has been lied to and doesn't yeah. understand the stakes. Is real bad. She can't properly consent because she doesn't know what all is going on. Right. The biggest problem I have with the movie is just, you know, this like little bit, like the whole dancing, kissing sex is the yeah. biggest problematic piece of the movie for me. If all of that had happened after she found out. Yeah. I'm fine with it. That's great. Once she mm. has the ability to consent to what's happening. Yeah. That's fine. That's that's. Yeah, how I feel overall about sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she's operating on bad information. Yes, exactly. So like she can't make an informed decision in this case. So yeah, who unfortunately, yeah, this is rape. It's it's a real big bummer in this It movie. is. But I do want to point out something that I think just made me feel great cuz the next morning when Kurt Russell gets out of bed, He's wearing jeans. So I he that. has <laughs> jeans on in bed. I am Kurt Russell. No. Uh, you've heard it here, folks. Todd is a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! You no. brought it on yourself. No! No! That backfired so spectacularly. High five, and I can't cut He's it. He's going to cut no. it out. No! But it's okay. <laughs> he can't now. It's too funny. It is. Like, we have passed the threshold of when I can cut it out. Damn it, Mikey, you son of a bitch. See, I knew this was coming. <laughs> I inside your head. You, you planned a counter Mikey's joke. Mikey's playing 4D chess over here, Todd. <laughs> and I'm over here eating checkers, Paige. I'm eating your 4D checkers, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. All I wanted to say was Kurt Russell wears jeans to bed, and so do I sometimes. And, uh, of, of course, Mikey ruined it for a minute. <laughs> I mean... I think his choices to be a rapist and your choice to empathize with that really ruined it. <laughs> no, now, you know, I was, if you want to no. blame me. I was just saying that he wears jeans to bed sometimes because, you know, he is not an overly wealthy person. And sometimes mm. you work yourself till you're just tired and you fall asleep in your jeans. I get plus, it. Plus, they're his raping jeans. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just like Christian Grey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Well, so he buys her a washer and dryer. Can we just move Yes, on? yes, yes, he does. Uh, yes. But also that means that the children walk in on them mostly naked yeah. and are like, washer and dryer. And then they're like, get out of here. And they proceed to continue to have sex. Well, and then you hear one of them say, she's got no tits, but she's got a great ass. Oh. It was, oh, I was very uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> oh, so you weren't uncomfortable with the rape, but you were uncomfortable with that. For the record, I was uncomfortable with the rape. I was very publicly on the record as uncomfortable with the rape. I was very comfortable with the jeans in bed. These are two very different things that I am concerned you're having trouble differentiating. I mean, to be fair, oh. you couldn't tell if he was wearing jeans during the rape, and I think that makes the difference. <laughs> <laughs> the faster Todd talks, the more I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> well, son of a bitch, we're screwed because I talk fast all the time. But real fast when you're guilty. <laughs> That's my tell. So we cut back to Grant's yacht where Goldie Hawn's mom calls again. And Grant answers and her mom, like a good mom, I would say this is 
like she's crazy, but this is good mom. Yeah. I haven't talked to my daughter in two months. I don't believe you. And if you don't produce her in a week, I'll hire people to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Mercenaries. Yeah. Mercenaries. So we cut to back of the house. All the kids are dressed up. The ceremony starting an hour because they're going to essentially the opening of the golf course. As they're getting ready, they have to take the truck. She finds the panties in the truck and is like, these are not my initials, except that they are. But she doesn't realize that they are. Well, and up to this point, like right before this, Kurt Russell has been talking to Uncle Billy and he's like, I got to tell her. I've got to tell her at this point. Right. As they're like building the mini golf course together. Right. And so she accuses him of cheating and basically is like, I want a divorce. And he acts hurt. And I was like, you're not married to her. Yeah, you. she can't divorce what she has not married. This is a lie you made up. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But so she asks, like, do you love her? Please tell me. And he, and I would say admitting to loving the real her, like he he's yes. referring to the woman who actually owns the panties, which is her. Yes. He says, honestly, yes and no, more yes than no. Yeah. And he then says, I'm glad this happened. I've been trying to figure out how to tell you this, but these are your panties. We're not married. You like, we took you back here after your head injury, but we are not, these are not your kids. I'm not your husband. And she doesn't believe him. And he's like, I'll get the kids to tell you. I love this part. Cause the kids fully are like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to stop lying for you. <laughs> yeah. No, we're keeping her. Basically yes. we decided we're <laughs> yes. keeping her. So funny. So then, and and they basically say, we're not going to let you ruin everything. We're keeping her. And he says, I had my reasons to lie to her. And they say, so do we. We like her. Yeah. So then she confronts Billy. I would say that they have better reasons to lie to her. I would say that too. I would say everyone should stop lying to her though. Yeah, it's wrong. But yeah, theirs are not rapey reasons. So yeah, I like their reasons more. Yeah, they're just children who wanted to be loved. Yeah. So she confronts (laughs) Billy and Billy claims that it's his underwear from an assignation he had in the truck. And she says... That makes sense. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. But you know what? People are like that. They like to accept a lie that'll excuse like a really bad thing that they don't want to deal with. You mean like if a person that you voted for mounted an insurrection on the Capitol and you're like, no, 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 no. He's just playing 4D chess and it's really everyone else who's the villain. Yeah, or like if your like husband cheated on your best friend who was dating your other best friend, and then you had an affair with that best friend, but then you didn't want to stay in the marriage. Yeah, but then but then you did want to stay in the marriage because it would be more convenient. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like that hypothetical situation. <laughs> <laughs> Those two purely fake hypothetical situations. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So literally, everyone except Kurt Russell is lying to her at this point. Yes. Which means that she doesn't believe him. So they get dressed. They go to the golf course. It's in the middle of a field for some reason. But it is a pretty cool golf course. It's just literally in the middle of nowhere. But as that happens, the yacht is en route. Yeah. We cut back to the ceremony where he credits her with basically the inspiration for the golf course. And he says, I love you, Annie. I want you to be with me always. And he got her a ring. Yes, he did. She's fallen for her captors. <laughs> it's a real bell move. It is a real bell move. <laughs> yeah. 
and he is a beast, Paige. <laughs> Dude, I wish you guys could see the way she's nodding because it is a very, <laughs> I'd hit that sort of a nod. <laughs> so they drive back to the house, but the limo is en route. By the time they get back to the house, the limo is already there and Grant gets out of the limo. And as Annie leaves the truck, she just says, oh, hi, Grant. I just have to put these in some water. And walks into the house and then comes back out of the house. And she's like, I remember everything. I remember it. Grant, is that you? And she remembers who she is, that she has all the money. She runs over to Kurt Russell and is like, I'm cured. I remember again. And she's thrilled. And she says, thank you for bringing here and making me a mother and a wife. But why did you do that? And it's like waves of realization that she's going to have to go through so much therapy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And he's going to spend 10 to 15 years in jail. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's eight to 11 years, by the way. I looked it up. Um, (laughs) I unlocked a page fun fact. Thank you. Uh, she, She says, you're that sweaty carpenter who hates me. And these are your children. You tricked me and you used me. Yes. Say something. And he says, Annie and she's my name is not Annie and I don't belong with you and I don't belong with them I have to get my things and they kind of try to stop her but then Grant reveals that he brought Olaf who's just like huge but the kids are like I think we can take Olaf (laughs) (laughs) the kids gear up in a second to take Olaf so she walks back into the house slash prison and then (laughs) comes back out and says there's nothing inside there that's mine and as she leaves Kurt Russell says for whatever it's worth thank you yeah and the kids chase after the limo as it drives away and grant slaps them away from the sunroof yeah no he gets out the sunroof and slaps them away from the car yeah uh which is funny until you hear little joe say you said moms don't leave and you're just oh, like I know. Oh, god. Oh, god. oh god she's leaving prison and they're still trying to catfish her like it's just- <laughs> so sad they're guilting her into trying to stay in her prison yes abusers use emotional torture like this all the time (laughs) (laughs) so they go back to the house and the kids are pissed and joanna gets back to her yacht where she stands on the deck as they sail away and kurt russell stands on the dock and watches the boat sail away yeah and her memory is fully back but they brought a shrink with them essentially (laughs) and this is where we see her mom interacting with andrew the butler and my favorite is just andrew i'm sitting and so he pulls her dress up (laughs) and pushes a chair under her so she can sit it's so weird and as they're all drinking champagne joanna orders a beer instead and says that she doesn't smoke and basically all of the things that she's done over the past two months are kind of still here they're still part of her And the shrink is kind of analyzing it, but he's honestly just there to enjoy the yacht. It's my favorite. I mean, let's be honest. If someone contacted me for this sort of thing, I would take the money. (laughs) You'd be in a robe like, yeah, she seems fine. (laughs) More champagne. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to the house where Kurt Russell is trying to make Ritz crackers and SpaghettiOs, which looks gross. The kids won't come in from their clubhouse and he goes in to talk to them and they're like sitting as if it's like a war room and they're like, we're getting mom back. Uh, We need her. And then Travis just turns and says, 
I need discipline. <laughs> Which is accurate and hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, what I have in my dating profile. <laughs> I need discipline. I need discipline. Oh. And yet you don't want to try out BDSM. Mikey needs a dominatrix, ladies. <laughs> uh, I want you to tie it up or tie it down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they say maybe she'll change her mind and come back. And Kurt Russell says, no, she's gone. She hates me. She got her rich life back. And that's the end of it, which is fair because yeah. he kidnapped her. Yeah. We cut to the yacht where her mom is sleeping. And there's also a sleep mask on the dog, which is a doggable. A dog bowl. <laughs> uh, Grant is cuddling one of their giant conches and calling it by the starlet's name. Yeah. And so she goes below deck and takes shots with the servants. And Andrew gives her back her jewelry, Andrew the butler. Yeah. And she actually apologizes for the way that she acted and thanks him for everything that he's done. And he accepts the apology. But I think there's like a change in him where he's just like, yeah, fuck all these rich people. I'll yeah. help you. I'll help you slum it. Let's do it. Well, she, he has a real Dan Levy and happiest season moment and like sort yeah. of like they have like a very serious conversation. Yeah, I yeah. liked it where he's basically like most of us go through life with blinders on where we only view our life as it is in the status that it is. But you got to see your life through a new perspective and how you use that information is entirely up to you. Yeah. Which is. You can also have empathy. Empathy also does that. So, yeah. I mean, like, you don't have to have amnesia and do another life. You can just, like, be empathetic to other people's perspectives. Yeah. But if Kurt Russell is offering to kidnap you, I mean. <laughs> Why turn it down? <laughs> just kidding. It would not be a kidnapping. I'd go willingly. So she climbs into bed next to her mom, still in the evening dress that she was wearing. Yes. But then she has an idea. She gets up. She talks to the captain. She tells him there's no time to talk now, but I need to go home. So we need to turn the boat around. So the next morning, Grant looks outside and realizes that the land is on the wrong side of the yacht and they've been traveling the wrong direction for hours. And he finds out from the captain that she turned the boat around. And she says, I want to go back. I'm sorry. Grant takes control of the boat. Meanwhile, we cut back to the mainland where Kurt Russell is driving back to the house after watching the boat sail away from the dock. He gets to the kids clubhouse and he just says, Dr. Death, let's go. We're getting her back, <laughs> which is bonkers. Uh, but he says that Billy's friends are going to help us. The coat guard, Billy's friends are going to help us. And it's his friends from the coast guard. They get them all on a boat and they're asking like, what's the plan? And they're like, well, there's no procedure for just pulling up alongside a boat and telling someone you love them. So we're just going to wing it. basically. <laughs> I love how the captain's like, well, get your head in that book and tell me what you find. Cause he's like going through like the manual, yeah. the coast guard manual, I guess. I don't know. Rules book. I don't know. I have no idea. From there on out, this movie is just completely bonkers in a way that only eighties movies could. Cause I'm like, yes. is yeah. this illegal? Yeah. Well, my favorite is we cut back to the yacht and Grant is like, they should have kept you in the psych ward, which is when she realizes that he saw her in the hospital and yep. left her there. Yes. And it's just like, how could you do that to me? And then he's like, that's not all. I cheated on you a fucking bunch. <laughs> uh, we're at sea and I am a god at sea, which is what he actually says. Yeah. It's bonkers. It's crazy they call for the doctor they're both accusing each other of being crazy the doctor turns to grant and says i you should probably take some valium valium i don't have any prescription oh just take one of mine <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i've got one it's fine <laughs> 
Just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. <laughs> uh, she climbs down below and manages to stop the boat um, when she hears the three honks. The same from the story that he told her on his birthday, on her birthday, when she was still a captive. Which um, also wasn't her birthday, but It yeah. wasn't her birthday. It wasn't her birthday, yeah. <laughs> but she basically is like, he's here, it's the three horns. And then Joe gets on the radio and does the Pee Wee Herman voice. And it's just like, mom, we're coming to get you. And then we cut to the chefs down below and they just say, oh, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. They're the first people to recognize the impression in the entire movie. <laughs> so funny. We cut back to the Coast Guard boat where literally everyone standing on the dock has binoculars. All of them have binoculars. Yes. They're all looking at the same time. Um, she rushes through the yacht. She puts on her macaroni necklace because she kept it. Well, and the wedding ring he gave her. And the wedding ring he gave her. Which is not legal. No. They are not married. They are not married. No. <laughs> And they find out from the Coast Guard that there are salmon poachers, so they have to turn around. That's That takes precedence over this. And so Kurt Russell calls to her and dives off the side of the boat, so he's now overboard. Then she dives in after him, and they're yelling out to each other, Katarina Arturo, which is a <laughs> crazy callback for something that we only heard for like... Once, yeah. Once, yeah. half a second a I, few listen, scenes ago i completely agree started crying at this moment though. oh i sobbed through the whole yeah. last okay. session oh of this God, movie what is wrong with you? <laughs> i apparently am cool with kidnapping that's what's wrong with me i know I, I i've know. known that <laughs> how do you think i got jake <laughs> he used to be a model and now i'm convincing him that he's just my husband who is yeah, a carpenter i need to get online and like do a reverse google image search of jake and see where he's missing from <laughs> Texas, don't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> so they get all of the kids out of the rescue boat. They try to rescue them. They push Grant overboard. Andrew gives his two weeks notice, which is pretty funny. He still calls her <laughs> Annie, which is strange, where it's one of those things where I'm like, I guess, Joanna, you could go by Annie, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I guess you could. Sure. So maybe she'll stay Annie. I don't know. But the Coast Guard are calling it out over the speaker. Man overboard is kissing woman overboard. It's a hell of a day at sea, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But they end up back on the boat and or back on the Coast Guard boat. Did we glance over the attempted murder? I mean, it's basically in that whole section where she's trying to turn the boat around. No, no. Well, she's out. No, she jumps over. He gets out the bow and arrow to oh, shoot yeah, her. He does. Oh, Although those the, bow, and, bow and arrows are all suction cups. They're not real. It would have just like stuck to the back of her head. Like, <laughs> I did not see the suction cup. I was I completely went through that scene. I was like, he just tried to murder her. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. laughing. Like, what is happening? Uh, Yeah, but if, okay, how funny would it have been, though, if the suction cup stuck to the back of her head? Missed yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Or go all the way, get the skeet shooter out, and then shoot, shoot at them. Yeah. He has a gun on board. Many. It's established. He does not try to shoot her with those. Anyway, they finally get back on the boat, and he says, I can't believe you're willing to give all of that up for me. And she says... Well, I didn't. The boat and the money is all mine. And he basically passes out. Yeah, he faints. And <laughs> we cut to the kids all sitting down writing notes. And he says, did you tell him? And she says, well, yeah, they're making out their Christmas list. And one of the kids says, how do you spell Portia? <laughs> and then he says to her, 
what can I possibly give you ever that you don't already have? And she says, a little girl. And, and that's, that's the, movie. the movie. Which we know she's already pregnant with a little girl because Snake Plissken doesn't miss. Doesn't miss. All right. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think? Final thoughts? Oof. It's so rough. I feel so bad for enjoying it as much as I do. I... Yes. Um, it's oh. super problematic and illegal, but yet charming like Ted Bundy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fair. A fair comparison. Yeah. Um, whew, wish it was not as problematic as it is because I do really like it. It's, it's so oh. bonkers. It is a bonkers 80s Mikey style movie that I'm here for. I'm glad I watched. I, I had not seen it up until now, but glad I watched it. Yeah, uh, I have no interest in seeing the new one. Oh, yeah, me either. It is somehow worse. How? Because uh, it's not as charming. I'm also convinced that the only reason this movie works is their chemistry. Yeah. If it was anybody else, we'd be like, he kidnapped her though, right? But because it's <laughs> the two of them, we're just like, is it really kidnapping? They and the like love each yes, other in real life, so this is yeah, fine. This is fine. <laughs> it's fully not fine though. Not fine. I cannot condone any of the activities that happened in this film, and yet right. I also enjoyed this film. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> statement for how I feel. But Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? I do. So nice. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn became a couple in 1983, four years before this movie came out. But they had actually worked together a bunch before and had even briefly dated before. Really? And they are still together to this day. Yeah. Uh, she was 41 when this movie was made. And she wow. had just given birth to their youngest child, Wyatt, a little over a year before they shot this. Wow. She looks amazing. She looks yeah. amazing in this movie. She actually had posed for Playboy only two years before. And I don't think she was pregnant yet at the time, but it was like right before she got pregnant with their youngest kid. Wow. She's six years older than Kurt Russell. Wow. I did not know that. Wyatt Russell, who she gave birth to a year before this came out, is in Overlord, which yes. is a movie we did on Horror Virgin. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I love Overlord. It's such a yes. good movie. It's he's so also great. A uh, 22 Jump Street. Yeah. He's got a pretty decent acting career on his own. Yeah. Yeah. They had their kids with them on set at all times. If you don't know who the kids are, she has two from a previous marriage. One of them is Kate Hudson. Yeah. And then their youngest son, Wyatt, is a, is a kid they have together. And Wyatt allegedly took his first steps on set. Oh, I love that. I know. It's very sweet. Uh, the pickup truck for this movie was then later used in Christmas Vacation, where it's the truck that tailgates them when they try to get a Christmas tree. Oh, no oh. shit. Okay. Uh, nearly every set in this movie is on location, aside from the interiors of the house. So like the bowling alley, um, the yacht, a bunch of other sets are real places that they just did minimal set dressing. Oh, cool. In fact, the bowling alley, they didn't even dress the set. Really? Yeah, it's just a bowling alley. They it's really like, called the fishbowl? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. The actor playing Joe, who's the youngest kid, was just obsessed with Pee Wee Herman and made an <laughs> actor's choice. That's not in the script. Oh, my God. And he was doing it so much that they added that chef callback later. So, like, through shooting, they're like, we're not going to be able to get this kid to stop doing this, so we should make it work. And they do. 
Uh, so much of the dialogue is improvised, specifically the kids. And little Joe, the one with the Pee Wee Herman voice, was so rowdy that they often couldn't get him to say his actual lines. <laughs> so they would just go with whatever he said most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which is amazing. bonkers that this movie makes as much sense as it does. Yeah. Knowing that. The barbecue scene was included because Kurt and Goldie would host barbecues for everyone on set so everyone could hang out. And they thought it was a good idea. So they just kind of shot one one day. That's awesome. They seem like genuinely good people. They seem pretty, pretty legit cool people. Yeah. yeah. Billy was almost played by John Candy. And the only reason he wasn't cast was oh. because he was too busy on planes, trains and automobiles at the time. Listen, I love the guy who was in this. Did a great job. John Candy would have also been amazing. He would have knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, the crew found the rocking motion of the yacht so pleasant that they kept falling asleep during the filming of the yacht scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, your key grips and stuff are just, like, asleep on parts of the set. That's hilarious. Which brings me to some numbers. All right. The average cost of a yacht is $8.4 million. I hate rich people so much. Yachts, Why are yachts so expensive? Uh, because it's like a house on the sea. Uh, but So it's like a house and a giant motorized behemoth. Now, Elk Cove is not a real place in Oregon that I could find. Uh, I could be wrong. If you live there, let me know. Uh, so housing pricing is a little bit tricky. So I went to try and look up another place in Oregon that I've been that has a place like a port for yachts. So I looked up numbers for Lincoln City, Oregon. Okay. And it turns out it's pretty expensive because most of the land and houses around places where you can park yachts, not cheap. Uh, the cheapest I found was about 350000 which is cheap for California, but expensive yeah. for literally everywhere else. So, yeah. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. So this it. movie came out in 1987. What do you think the budget for this movie was? Um, It's a Gary Marshall movie in the 80s. So they got money to play with. I'm going to say this is 20 mil. Okay. What do you think, Mikey? 10. I found two different sources for this. One said 20 million, one said 22 million. So let's oh, just man. say in the range of 20 to 22 million. Mm -hmm. So this movie came out on December 18th, 1987. It was seventh the weekend it came out. It didn't do great. It came out the same week as Eddie Murphy's Raw that did number one that weekend. Three Men and a Baby was second. Throw Mama from the Train was third. And Batteries Not Included was fourth. Wall Street was fifth. This was seventh. In fact, in between this and uh, Wall Street was Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Paige. Yep. Uh, it made $1.8 million the first weekend it was out. That's not good. Now, the second weekend it was out, it did, it did even better, mm -hmm. and it made uh, $2.9 million the second weekend it was out. I only mention that because most movies don't do better as they are in theaters longer, but this movie did. I think it's a word of mouth thing because this movie becomes yeah. a classic. It does, but let's talk about that. So what do you think it made in its full domestic box office run? I'm going to say $8 million. Okay. Seven. It made $26.7 million. Oh, so it's better than made its budget back, but it has done so well post theaters. I'm sure they've made a lot of money off of this movie. It just wasn't a theatrical smash hit. Right. But it made its money back. Yeah. But that is your box office. 
Do you think they're still together? God, no. Uh, I mean, oh, I do. I think I think that's sort of. That, I mean, I know I in think real the damage life. Is done now. Yeah, I was gonna say, I know in real life the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah. He knocked her up, and and now she know. can't leave. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would like to think they're still together because then it justifies. Not justifies. No, it doesn't. I don't know. You, this is I a don't horrible know that movie. I could ever trust someone again after I found out that they kidnapped me and gaslit me into being their slave. Right. So, like, I I think yeah. no, but the movie would suggest yes. But I think no, no. I think no. I think they are, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I want to see what listeners think. So listeners, tell us if you think they're still together, because I'm on the fence on this one. <laughs> yeah, so Paige, this week you made us watch Overboard. So Mikey, it's your week next week. What are you making us watch? Let's do a more recent one where you're not going to like any of the people in it. Let's do the movie <laughs> Something Borrowed. <gasps> Something Borrowed is terrible. I, <laughs> I've never even heard of this movie. <laughs> okay. All right, so this movie came out in 2011. I remember seeing this in theaters and leaving the theater and being like, they're all horrible people. Oh, my God. We're going from one Hudson to another. Kate Hudson's in this movie. Yes. yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. wow. Okay, awesome. So, guys, your homework for next week is to get wine drunk and watch Something Borrowed. Yes. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No. All right. Well, while you are looking up a review, I will let them know how they can have their review read on the podcast. And that is simply to leave us a five-star text review. And that way, Mikey will read it. So, Mikey, who's you going to read? So, Miggy Mac, who is come from the horror virgin. I do know Miggy Mac, yes. Uh, writes that this podcast, the podcast that weekly gets me in, I can't read the rest of the title, but it's good. Uh, <laughs> it says, first off, I love all three of you. Not the way Todd loves Ryan Reynolds. That's a special kind of love. That is a special kind of love, Ryan. Get Apparently Todd likes, likes Kurt Russell about as much as he likes Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a huge bone to pick. Oh. Each week, my wife asks me what movie you're covering, and when I tell her, she asks me if I remember seeing it in theaters with her. I get the answer wrong every <laughs> single time. <laughs> Miggy Mac. Oh, I'm so sorry. This podcast is a weekly reminder that I have rom-com amnesia, <laughs> so Paige is turned on immediately. I'm into amnesia <laughs> and toast. What can I say? <laughs> uh, and my wife twists the dagger in every week uh, that I don't pay attention to the plethora of movies we've seen together the past 18 years. Five stars. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mickey Mac, for that amazing review and honestly, just your honesty. Mickey Mac's wife, I'm so sorry. I mean, amnesia is hot to some people. <laughs> you think you think Mickey Mac's wife is like asking him, do you remember going to the movies with me? And he's like, no. And she's like, good. I'm into that. <laughs> good. Wash these dishes. <laughs> well, if you want Mikey to read your review on the podcast, leave us that five-star text review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab, and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, 
except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. Toodle pip. Laters, babies. <laughs> You're my heroine. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Mikey, when you turn that joke around on me, oh, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. It was so funny, though. I have to leave it. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>